Welcome, my authentically daring friends. Are you naturally resilient? Have you got the ability to overcome adversity and cope with difficult situations? Resilience means that you are well adapting in the face of adversity. And it is associated with a mindset that recognizes our capacity to grow through both positive and negative life events. If you would know the six pillars of resilience, it can help you become aware and adopt strategies to what I call intentional resilience. Contrary to popular belief, you are not naturally resilient. Nobody is. When somebody says, just get over it, because you can as a human, they might inadvertently blame you for not taking that action. As a consequence, you may lose your balance and your positive mindset. And that's, of course, something that we don't want. And I want for you to regain your power over your life. I think of resilience as a process, not just an outcome. And there are five steps in my mind that you can adopt to go through this process. Gratitude, compassion, acceptance, meaning, and forgiveness. And you can build your resilience by engaging in small actions into those areas. Combined, those small actions collectively can help you make feel strong, relaxed, capable, and more connected to others in the world. So what are those six pillars of resilience? What is resilience founded on and how can you build a stable intentional resilience to res as a response to adversity and keep smiling? Well, we have growth mindset, we have emotional intelligence, we have community connections, self-expression, embodiment, choice and control. Growth mindset. I've talked about this in other, other podcasts. So this should become familiar to you. It is important to cultivate an understanding that life, whether positive or negative, provides ongoing opportunities for learning. Science shows that people who remain resilient in the face of adversity tend to believe that growth and wisdom can be gained from difficult and challenging experiences. So it is largely linked to the story that you are telling yourself. So you need to start changing that story. Look yourself in the mirror and say, I am lovable. I am able, I can cope. This is something on my path, but I can cope. Other people have done it, I can, I am good at this. The second pillar, emotional intelligence. It is important to recognize that you will experience feelings of numbness, fear, exhaustion, anger, and sadness after a traumatic event. These feelings are completely normal. And it's part of your innate resilience. The key is staying engaged with difficult feelings rather than avoiding them. It is common that you want to avoid the pain. 
we all want to run away from it. Maybe you do not have sufficient resources to handle the feelings or you feel that you don't have that. Maybe the process is too overwhelming. Avoidance requires managing feelings, which often tends to take a lot of time and energy. You might have stopped going to places that remind you of your loved one. You might have not trusted people. Avoidance is an exhausting way of dealing with it. But letting go of control can feel frightening. As a result of this dilemma, it is common to feel powerless and stuck. Do you feel stuck today? Is it important to know that there is a way through the process and that feeling your, your pain allows you to reclaim your life? Going through the feeling rather than avoiding it, ignoring it. The third pillar of resilience is connection. It is essential for you to connect to people and not withdraw. Sometimes these are friends who bring you, who bring you something to eat. Sometimes this is a neighbor who offers a helping hand. It is important to actively seek and build your social circle. Because research suggests that, re that resilient people stay involved in community rather than isolate. People are not meant to be alone. Christopher McCandless noted this. He said that happiness is only true when shared. So we need to community to help heal our broken hearts. We reveal our brokenness in order to become whole again. Then we have self-expression, and that's the fun pillar, as I call it. Self-expression, anything you can do to express yourself, writing, talking, dancing, um, you, can, you can do whatever thing. You can draw, you can bake cookies. It will help you successfully work with vulnerable emotions. And it will give you greater access to compassion, acceptance, joy, and resilience. If we cut off our expression of painful emotions, we also cut off our ability to feel open-hearted. And you might choose to share your story with others or write it in a journal. You might explore creative ways to express your process through painting, poetry, movement, or music. Don't worry whether your creativity looks or sounds not good or fantastic to anyone else. It is your expression. That's why if you go to an art gallery, if you go to a museum of arts, of fine arts, sometimes you go, what, what was this guy thinking? It is an expression of an emotion. It is your process and not the outcome. That is important. It is processing the feeling. Then embodiment. Reason alone is seldom sufficient to address a post-traumatic stress. Embodiment practices to invite mindfulness. 
so that you are aware of sensations, breath, and movement for the purpose of healing. Unfortunately, our culture tends towards stillness in the face of trauma. We have negated all of that. Our bodies need to process stressful events through breath movement. And when these are natural impulses that are ignored, the biological effects of stress persist long after the events have passed. So I encourage you to meditate, practice mindfulness. I, I encourage you to pray. And the third thing is choice and control. Or the, the sixth thing is the, the choice and control. There are events that remain within your control. Most traumatic events are out of your control. You don't get a say in it. And it's common to feel powerless. It's understandable if there are times when you feel like giving up. However, resilience comes with knowing that there are still things in your life that you have control over. So stop, reflect, act. If you do that, you can regain your power because it helps you choose your response. You have the power to choose your response. In our response lies our growth and freedom. And remember, many small actions add up to collectively provide a convincing argument to your mind of your willingness and continue to grow. And you, As I said, you can put these six pillars of resilience into action by identifying activities that you can engage in during your daily or weekly routine that support you physically, emotionally, mentally, socially, and spiritually. Well, each one of, a, of these steps might seem small in itself. Collectively, the mindset and action steps associated with resilience can help you to feel strong, relaxed, capable, and more connected to others in the world. There's a wide range of resilient behaviors, and some of which you will resonate with and others you will not. And I invite you to create your own personalized approach that helps to build your resilience each day. So start to cultivate a belief in your ability to cope. Stay connected with sources of support. Talk about it. Talk about when you're, what you're going through. Be helpful to others. Activate positive emotion, cultivate an attitude of survivorship, and seek meaning. So here are some small steps that you can do, some tricks, just things that would help for me, that I've tried and I am doing every single day. Make your bed in the morning. It will give you a sense of pride. Take a cold shower. It will energize your body and your state of alertness. Have a healthy, energetic breakfast. It gives you energy throughout the day. Go out for a walk. Soak in that green. Soak in the oxygen from the trees. Meditate or pray. Call your mother. Call that old friend that you haven't talked to in, in ages. Bake cookies. And then eat them, of course. Draw or paint. Write in your journal, watch something positive, a TED talk or a positive commencement speech or listen to my podcast. Make a task list for that day. 
dance and help somebody else. Remember, resilience is not a trait that you either have or do not have. It is a set of strategies that can be learned and practiced by anyone. There is a wide range of resilient behaviors, some of which will resonate with you and others will not. And I, my invitation to you is to create your own personal approach. I would love to hear from you what works for you. Leave your ideas in the comment section below. I would love to hear it. Doesn't matter how crazy it sounds to you. I would love to hear from you how you help others overcome this. Be that person of support to others. And if you need help, book in a 30-minute call with me in the link through the link in the description. You will have direct access to my calendar. And I encourage you to take this opportunity so we can make your life more resilient today.